Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. Neil Humphreys is joining me as always uh, on Saturday morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you doing? Yeah. It's been a busy week. You know, it seems like there's been a lot happening, of course, a lot going on around the world, uh, you know, in, in the U.S. And, and in Asia. And it's just kind of hard to, to keep up. But I got to tell you, it was nice. Two things, nice things happened last night. I, I saw a $250 hamburger last night, the chef of which will be on later on today at 11 o'clock to tell Did us. Did they just bring out the cow <laughs> and, and put it between the two buns? I mean, <laughs> well, there's 24 karat gold bun yeah, and sure. lobster and foie Liquid gras. Liquid gold around the place. All the things that you never eat. So it's going to be interesting to hear what your questions might be for him. Uh, And then, of course, we walk in the studio today, and there's a gift from HBO. So thank you, folks, at HBO. Uh, A set of of salad tongs for a new show that they're premiering uh, called Food Lore, which I'm always happy to talk about shows that promote Asian food, Asian culture. And this is one Eric Koo, the director, is kind of behind uh, this one. It it, it airs on HBO in November. Eric Koo, you say? Eric Koo. Eric Koo, the man who produced Talking Cock the Movie, where I played Stanford. Raffles. See? All roads lead back to me. All roads <laughs> lead to Neil Humphreys, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, thank you to our folks at uh, at HBO for giving us a little little gift here in the studio when we walked in and talking about this uh, their new food lore program, which is going to pr- premiere Sunday the 3rd on HBO Go. So that was very nice of them. But um, you've been following a lot of things. You've been following football. You've been following Oh, a whole number of things going on. What's, what's it's happening? It's been a busy week, yes. I, I was part of a mental health panel on, on mm. World Mental Health Day, which was organized by Esquire. Uh, we yep. had the editor coming in at 10 o'clock to Perfect. talk a little about that. Very worthwhile cause that I was happy to be involved with. I've been at several primary schools this week where it's I get a little taste of Beatlemania every time I go down there and, and sign some books, which is truly wonderful. There was a, what, like a thousand kids or something? There was some, yeah. some huge number I saw on your Facebook post. Yeah, it was it was insane. Mad. I mean, we I, I actually got, in a nice way, I was at the lovely Taunan Primary School right. down at Marine Parade, yep. East Coast, and... In in polite terms, the principal and one or two of the teachers whispered in my ear, could you please sign the books a bit faster? They have to get back to class. I know you're very diligent and I try to speak to each and every child and give them at least a few seconds of my time. But I got the librarian, no time, no time, just sign a move, just sign a move. So did you have to present any of this in Mandarin? Because Taunan is, you know, primary. It is actually Mandarin language school. In fact, very interestingly, it is truly a bilingual school because... Before my presentation to 1,500 students at 7.30 on Thursday morning when I had the mental health panel that ran till 10 p.m. (laughs) the same day and I wrote a newspaper column in the middle for the new paper. Talk about mental health. You needed some that day, huh? And I love it when people say to me, you're freelance. That must be the life. (laughs) You just sit around. Sit around eating bonbons and reading movie magazines. To speak to 1,500 kids, then finishing at 10, speaking to 200 guys Uh, on mental health. Yeah, so it is bilingual. So I was there. And the principal, and a wonderful principal, I have to say, at Taunan Primary School, very engaged and and, and very communicative, which is not always so common, Mm. you know, uh, with the kids. And he did a fantastic assembly before mine. Mm. Talk about, you know, trying to follow the Beatles because he did it entirely in Mandarin. Sure. And I spoke to the teacher beside me, the English teacher, who was a Malay lady, and I said, 
they're not expecting me to do it in Mandarin, <laughs> are they? Because this will be a very short assembly. They will go like, Ni hao ma, you know? It'll be a very short assembly. And they, no, 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 they said. He does this two or three times a week. And honestly, he's one of the most animated public yeah. speakers huh. for a principal I've yeah. ever seen. Oh, nice. You know, he, he was really animated and funny and quirky. But no, they... Uh, it's a good it's a good policy I think they do two uh, one one or two assemblies every week in Mandarin and one or two assemblies in English yeah um, so you truly have to be bilingual sure. at Taunan sure. so no mine was in English and I made them laugh with some of my terrible pidgin Mandarin um, <laughs> but no it went exceptionally well and we literally had queues around the block the next day or queues oh, around yes. the canteen signing yeah. books so how often when you're out in about in town, going mm. to the shopping mall or whatever. How often are you stopped by kids who are like, hey, I saw you five years ago or That's I saw you last week? That's a fantastic question. Because I mean, it, are you mobbed when you go out? It, it varies. When uh, A few years ago, when I was prominent on, on TV doing TV shows, football yeah. shows, it would be the football crowd, the right. kakis, the arbengs, the much, you know, the teenagers, young adults, they sure. would stop me. When I had my earlier Singapore books out, in the wonderful days when everybody still read books, <laughs> it would be older people on buses and trains and so on and so on. If I do stuff for television now, when I've made documentaries, it tends to be the aunties and uncles. Mm -hmm. Particularly awkward, that one, Glenn, because I had a book and a TV series called Return to a Sexy Island. And so therefore, I would often get aunties and uncles at hawker centres shout, you're the sexy one, you're the sexy one, <laughs> sexy one, the angmoa. You're like, yeah, my wife's been saying that to me yeah, for years. I wish. And my daughter would be, you're not sexy at all. So that would be that one. But now you're yeah. absolutely right. Recently, I was dropping a, my nephew, Alfie, who has yeah, been on this show. Yep, fine young lad. That's it. And we took him back to Changi Airport. Mm. And we were looking at the vortex, you know, the world's biggest indoor waterfall. Sure. And I and as you know, it's, it has like two or three stories, circular yeah. stories that go around it. I was on the ground floor, and from the third story, I heard someone shouting down to me punchlines <laughs> from my school talk that I do. You know, I, have, I won't say what they were because they would have no context, but there are some funny punchlines I have in this talk that I do. And he's shouting down at me from the third floor. Through the vortex. Through the vortex. I thought, am I going mad? Am I hearing things? And sure enough, I look up, three stories, and there's this boy frantically waving at me with his parents. It's you, Angmo. It's you, are the funny one. And his parents are At least of, he didn't call you the sexy one. Yeah. So, and the parents are sort of half laughing and half apologizing. But honestly, it's great. And as I put yeah. on social media just yesterday, three students, and it's so heartwarming. And, I, and people say, do you get irritated when people stop you or mm. why why would you it means you're being read or, or hopefully appreciated sure, sure. three students three boys about 12 years old different boys came up to me with three different articles from the new paper hmm. that i'd written football articles that they had cut out and kept wow one of them was a Christmas article. Uh, one, you know, I, so this is 10 months ago. He, yeah. He'd cut it out. It's one of my humor <laughs> columns on football. He'd cut it out and kept it on his bedroom wall. Unbelievable. So I went on a bit of a rant on social media, you know, to all the media bosses out there <laughs> listening, it's content, 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 you know. He didn't cut out and keep generic wire copy stories. Right. He cut out and kept something that was unique and funny <laughs> and personable and relatable. And that's how the media should be, right? You know, well, if the content hope, right? is good enough, they will keep it. Well, good for you for having that kind of impact on them that they were. It was a know, lot of fun wanting to keep wanting to keep that going. We got to move on to uh, talk about 
the wags, the war of the wags. Now, give us some context for what those of us, because because I, I have not been following it as no. as you know. And you know so, why? Because then, you are a sane individual <laughs> with a life. <laughs> well, it could be that, but I doubt it. Uh, but anyway, you give us the background, and then and then wh- where is the wh- what is the war, and where is it right now? Okay, for the seven people listening who haven't followed it, <laughs> on Wednesday or Thursday, Colleen Rooney, who is married to Wayne Rooney, who mm. is currently playing for DC United in Washington. Right. He's an England and Manchester United legend one of the most famous footballers in the world currently. And he has a wag, which is a a rather derogatory term for someone married to a footballer, (laughs) called Colleen Rooney. She published the greatest Instagram post I have ever seen. As a writer and fellow authors (laughs) have said the same, it was up there with Agatha Christie. So they have nicknamed her Wagatha Christie, which is brilliant. (laughs) Wagatha Christie. She set the scene like this. Someone had been leaking stories, private stories, about her personal life to the Sun newspaper. Hmm. She has spent six months trying to find the mole. This puts CIA, uh, FBI, (laughs) MI6 to shame, right? So she worked out that if she starts to reduce the people following her, because you can block people without them knowing they're blocked, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. So one by one, she started blocking people on her private Instagram account. Very clever, huh? Very clever. And then, this is where it gets CIA. Then, like a black ops operation, (laughs) she started putting up fake stories deliberately. Some of them were funny. One was her house flooded when it didn't. Next day, the story is in the Sun newspaper. Uh. Source says Colleen Rooney's house flooded. Next, so then she started making them stranger. Next said she was going on a reality TV show, one of those dancing reality TV shows. She wasn't. Next day, in the Sun newspaper. Best of all... She said for her fourth or fifth child, she was going to Mexico to take part in some gender selection, (laughs) I don't know, tribal ruse program, whatever. Next day, mad Colleen Rooney off to Mexico to take part in some gender selection program in the Sun newspaper, according to Source. Yeah, yeah. So she starts blocking one by one, one by one. Then finally... Great Wagatha Christie writing. So she sets the scene, all this in Instagram, and then she said, I got my account down to one, one follower on Instagram. I, le- I put in the story about my house leaking. Yeah. Next day, it appears. The only account following me, she put, and I'm not making this up, it's dot, 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 ellipsis, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Like Donald Trump does yeah. that all the time in his tweets. Rebecca Vardy's account. Uh. And it was dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Now, Rebecca Vardy is also a famous wag, married to Jamie Vardy, an England striker who plays for England and Leicester City. Very famous footballer. Uh. Him and Wayne Rooney, the two husbands, used to be teammates for oh, England. Oh, my gosh. You see how awkward this is? Very awkward. So these are the two most famous arguably two of the most famous wags, celebrity wives in the world, and they're going at it. Next day, Rebecca Vardy comes back. Someone must have hacked into my account. (laughs) I am employing an IT firm to find (laughs) out the truth. And the best line, Glenn, is a defense was, how could you do this at a time when I'm heavily pregnant? (laughs) And the world is like, and and he said, how could I leak these stories when I'm heavily pregnant? So I wrote a story for the new paper saying, You're not digging ditches. You're just (laughs) clicking send on a phone or on a laptop. You can do it in labor. Uh. So 
It's made news in the Washington Post, in the New York Times, on CNN. Firstly, because people love the dun, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. The, the whole setup, the feedback going backwards and forwards, and th- they're having so much fun with it. People in the UK government have said to to Colleen Rooney, "Could you please come and sort out Brexit for us?" <laughs> you know, the Essex Police Force this morning said on a tweet. If you have the kind of investigative st- skills that <laughs> Colleen Rooney has, you could be the person we are looking for. Here oh, is the application funny, form. Yeah. So it's gone on and on and on. It's oh. gone around the world and back again. It's but unbelievable. How, how clever of her. I mean, you know, honestly, you can, she could figure that out very quickly if, if she could get to the ISP of her, of Varda's, you know, Varda's ISP. Oh, they could figure, you know, figure out where, where it came from and when, right? They could, they could track that. But good for her to do it kind of the old school way, yeah. you know, of just a little bit of investigative work and a clever plan. But here's the really humorous part, right? You work in the media. Anyone, any media professionals listening, and I'm sure there are many, will just laugh their socks off at the next part. Everybody's talking about the source. Who's the mole? If it's not Rebecca Vardy, and it sounds like it could be, mm. who is the person accessing Rebecca, Rebecca Vardy's account? And The Sun, don't forget, The Sun had already published these three stories and now realised they are fake. So initially they took the stories down, then they posted them back up again because they know clickbait when they see it. <laughs> these are the stories that were leaked, out it, right? <laughs> so The Sun, the next day, front page says... Rebecca Vardy, I'm not the mole. Who is this mole? And the whole world, anyone in the media has gone back, you know who the mole is. You're the sun. All you have to do is say, the person who called us was. And they're actually straight face printing page after page saying, who is this mole? Who could it be? Is it Rebecca Vardy? Did someone hack her account? And anyone, no one else has realized in the regular public, they go, oh yeah, who is it? Who is it? But media professionals are going, you know, <laughs> whoever called you is the mole. Why would they reveal it? They're just going to run yeah, with it. Yeah, they're going to milk it, right? Day after oh, day. Clever, clever for them. And that's what they do, right? They, they create scandals or they report on them and then they milk them for all they're worth. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you know, it's been a very serious week and people are saying, oh, you know, with Syria and the Kurds and Trump and yeah. Turkey. And yeah. no one is for a second downplaying any of that mm. and Brexit and so on. But sometimes you do need a little bit of light relief. And it's actually shown the best of Twitter, the best of social media. Mm. Because after three years of mudslinging in Britain over Brexit, leave, remain, leave, remain, it's really shown the best of British in the last few days because the, the self-deprecation, the humour has been fantastic in the last uh, few days. You know, I've been caught up in Syria. This is why I haven't been watching it. But, you know, I'm going to go back and read. I'm going to go back and read The Sun. I mean, it's, I it's a bit of junk food after a sure. nice heavy oh, moon meal. Yeah. And sometimes you need a little bit of fluff. And Absolutely. it's great fun. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.